Right. I think what social media is amazing in general, not just LinkedIn, is that it touches people after the nine to five day. You know, it's you're, we were so used to this kind of idea that you worked and then you clocked out and you forgot about it. But these other ways that you could touch people on different time zones, we're on the East Coast. So, you know, when you're posting, you could schedule to be seen from, you know, all over the world. I think it's a way to touch people that we never really were able to. Manufacturing such a big, big component, yeah. but it's hard to put these like faces and other items to, you know, the company. But when you are able to post and kind of be seen and make it these things to stay top of mind, it, it definitely was a way to build our brand. The first goal for modern marketing in today's manufacturing environment is to make sure the products stay top of mind. If you're looking for marketing industry knowledge, you're in the right place. This podcast will help you overcome your marketing and sales challenges. I'm Sana Vending, and in this podcast, we'll take a deep dive and explore how to succeed in the electronics manufacturing industry. Welcome to Modern Marketing for Manufacturing Companies and Manufacturing Reps. We'll be talking to industry leaders about how they're meeting the needs of their B2B customers in the electronics manufacturing industry. I'm your host, Senna Vending, and today I have Bridget Kane Berrigan with me. She's a marketing professional with experience around brand positioning and digital marketing. She's a marketing strategist at Fairright Products, which is a manufacturer who creates innovative solutions for the global electronic industry. So welcome, Bridget. I'm so great. It's so great to have you on here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, and actually, I've, it was so fun because we finally met each other at EDS, right, back in May. Right. It was so great to see your energy as a person because I've been following you and the company right behind or just on LinkedIn. So suddenly to see right. you right there, it's just so great to see it. And I'm I'm so impressed with you what you've done on social media. Oh. And also how you've been growing the, your followers. So I want to I want to hear more about that. But but first, right? Let's get some of the listener. You know, if you can tell a little bit about you know about yourself, your background, maybe your job sure. responsibility. I think that would be that would be great. Yeah. No, I um, started at Ferry five years ago. I got my master's in digital marketing um, from Sacred Heart University. So it was my first job after that. So they took a chance on me and I, uh, I am very grateful because it's been the best, best experience. Um, so what I do here at Ferrite is I wear many hats, you know, I'm in charge of the trade shows, um, all of the digital content, the social media, all the fun stuff, the giveaways, you know, it's all, all, the, all the things you get to decide that yeah. shows it, it puts, um, you know, these items or these posts and stuff that makes these manufacturing facility accessible. You know, it's, it's amazing. I, it was my first manufacturing company. So it was kind of a learning curve, you know, seeing that everything's this one-stop shop. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, taken a few years, but now, you know, now that the ball is running, I feel like, you know, it's only going up from here. Yeah, you're like flying. No. <laughs> so I, let, let's start go talk about the, the LinkedIn, because I think that's where you have a lot of success. And maybe the, maybe you have more than tell me about that. Uh, but but how, how does it start it? And how did you get get aligned and could see that this is actually benefit for you or giving you that success you were looking for? Right. I think what social media is amazing in general, not just LinkedIn, is that it touches people 
after the nine to five day, you know, it's you we were so used to this kind of idea that you worked and then you clocked out and you forgot about it. But these other ways that you could touch people on different time zones, we're on the East Coast. So, you know, when you're posting, you could schedule to be seen from, you know, all over the world. I think it's a way to touch people that we never really were able to. Manufacturing such a big, big component, yeah. but it's hard to put these like faces and other items to, you know, the company. But when you are able to post and kind of be seen and make it these things to stay top of mind, it, it definitely was a way to build our brand. Yeah, It was, it was not such a focus before. I mean, they, we had LinkedIn's and everything and there was posts and everything, but I think staying on top of mind, LinkedIn specifically, yeah. we were able to build our network from the ground up and, you know, the engineers are able to access things. Um, I am, you know, of the generation that like we thrive in these kind of situations, you know, posting and making sure we're seen. So it's just something like everyday life for us. So I uh, did want to make a big effort into that kind of marketing. So it's, yeah. it's definitely been, we're kind of, like I said, we got the ball rolling and now we found our groove. We found what, how to identify where we are and what we sell and kind of make it a fluid branding along with a very clean look, you know, it's hard not to get so complicated on social media. Yeah, that's good. And also get, get faces, right. Or people and be more, yeah. yeah humanize the company or the manufacturing company totally. to be there, right. To represent you. Right. So you're also on Twitter and Facebook. So how, mm -hmm. how's that? Is that is just, just to have the footprint or is that also giving yeah. you benefits? I think, you know, with Facebook, you know, there's all these different approaches like Twitter is, um, for branding for a company, I think it's probably one of the harder eggs because it's kind of, you know, where everyone just goes to complain, right? So you don't want to be talked about on Twitter. So yeah. um, if you're, you are the only one posting on Twitter, you know, there's fun banter and stuff like that you can have. But um, I think Facebook is more for what I say is our employees, our employees, our friends of employees, you know, where they get to see where we have events and, you know, the, the faces behind our production, the people yeah. that make business run are these people that are here you know when the pandemic happened they yeah. were coming in every day and we wanted to showcase that yeah. so I think you know you kind of have to have these different approaches for these different kinds of media also you know the of components electronics is a hard hard concept to explain you know I am not an engineer so when I have these posts where these employees can be like, we're found in this thing. It's, it, you know, it makes a yeah. full circle for everybody. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, you know, there's something for everybody. I try to make it at least like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you just said, you know, let, let's talk about the, the pandemic, right? Before and after. Mm -hmm. So how, how did that influence how you were, you know, your daily work and also how you're communicating? Yeah, I think, um, the pandemic definitely kind of made us accessible all the time, you know, where we used to have conferences and meet with reps quarterly, but, you know, now we're a phone call away and we all kind of adapted. Uh, office staff, we were home, but it was definitely, we still had production going. So, you know, it was important to, for everyone to be in when we could. Yeah. So I think, you know, focusing, readapting to the content creation technology wise was a big focus for us. I remember going into 2020 and I said, we, we had this big marketing meeting and I said, you know, we should focus on content creation. So it's, 
it kind of set up for a good start. We had a YouTube channel that was really booming at the time. And if you go back into 2020 on our YouTube channel, you'll see Mike Garrison, product manager, doing videos out of his garage. And wow. it's, and it's you know, when you look back on it, it's like such a time in our life, you know, yeah. anyone who lives through this, we all know what it was like. Yeah. So I think it was just adapting and growing and kind of this new norm we could have just stopped faking videos altogether because it's it you know it would have been the easy way out but no like bruce our other product manager would come in on weekends when no one else was here and record so i think it was just adapting and making sure that we still had the presence that we were building so uh, steadily before it to to consistently be available yeah so I think, you know, we were kind of setting ourselves up for a good start, but it definitely, we were not prepared enough, obviously, who could be, but it definitely wasn't as bad as I think some of the other branding adapting to this new technology would be. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And and I think it's so great with the YouTube and you just being more creative, right? Right. Uh, And being, you know, having it from your garage makes you just more human. Right. It's yeah, like, hey, exactly. it, right. <laughs> this is how, yeah, I live. this is how I live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, and then a lot of it is also, um, you know, you could do this at home too. The engineers that were watching the videos were adjusting to how they had to adjust. So it kind yeah. of is like, well, if he could do it in his garage, you could do it in your garage. So it kind of, you know, made it seem of that you, life didn't have to completely change. No. How how did the the sales and the marketing process and how you were aligned? How did that change with before pandemic and after pandemic? I think you know with the aligning ourselves with good reps and making sure that we were in front of them, providing the tools and the content that they need to survive and you know thrive digitally rather than you know before leading up to this, we were focused on this print catalog, which is so you know me being the digital marketing, it was like, I'm doing what with paper? Um, So it was an adjustment. So when we were working on that, we were like, you know, this, I'm not sure this is ever going to go back. So it's, you know, providing the tools for them that they are able to do their selling from the computer screen or having webinars where they set up lunch and learns. We did do a big budget for Grubhub so we can have these kind of lunch and learns where reps were able to bring their engineers and FAEs from distributors that were able to have these technical conversations that we might not have even been a part of because we would have to have physically traveled there. So, you know, in a lot of ways it, it helped us and it kind of, we were able to be touch, touching people that we wouldn't have been able to in, in the past. Yeah. So have you seen anything like going faster now? Has that speeding up? So when you are involved with customers through your reps, um, mm-hmm. has the onboarding or finding out, you know, the problem you're solving for the customer, is that going faster now because of, of the, the Zoom and the team meetings? Yeah. No, I definitely think it's definitely going faster because, you know, we're in this age of instant gratification. So if they could have the engineer from our end, their end, and our rep, be all part of this one conversation from the comfort of our home, everything's going to move quicker. They were able to ask the right questions to the right people rather than the rep having to then come to us and then go back to them. Cause you know, when you're in front of someone, it's easier to kind of grab their attention and keep their attention. They walk away with action items just like we do. So yeah. I think everything is moving faster just because of the, you know, availability of everybody involved. Yeah. 
Um, what about manufacturing reps? Because I can see on, on LinkedIn, right? You're expanding and adding more of these reps, which is awesome. So um, how, do you, how do you set up, I guess, so it's going to be a good onboarding, but also how do you mm -hmm. succeed with them? What, what do you expect from them and what do they expect from you? Yeah, no, we definitely took the time to onboard a bunch of established rep groups. I mean, they are the top notch rep groups that we always want to align with. So when onboarding, I think what we did was we had um, both distribution, engineering, we had these kind of sessions and that we and marketing, of course, and, and we were able to stay in front of them. And when we had them have any questions we were able to have application trainings and other stuff like that where they could see because i think a big part of rep groups that are amazing is the cross-selling of them yeah. where they might not have even thought of us previously but now that they have our line that they, they can cross sell and uh make sure that they're covering all of their different uh, lines when they're going to and setting up these calls um so yeah no yeah. that's fine. so so what what kind of marketing material do you share with your the reps um, so, and, and do yeah. they do they use it or are they just like ending up in that inbox and then <laughs> yeah. no that's the other thing it's you know it's no longer the print catalogs i think you know it's funny because i used to think the catalog they would bring was like their passport it's like yeah. i got my blue yeah. book <laughs> i can bring it to somebody um so i think you know now that they have these kind of pdfs and easy you know files that we provide them. So we do a lot of application flyers where they can see where our products fall in very common applications like automotive, medical, solar. Um, and then we also have product lines where it's just these quick access, quick sheets. So yeah. it's no longer this, you know, homework where they have to, you know, they, I had to give in this paperwork because, you know, the marketing girl at Ferrite's going to hunt me down if I don't. Um, It's usually when they're having a conversation, they're like, you know, we do have this other line that has this great flyer that I think you should look at. Yeah. Um, so I do think the flyers have been great. You know, the videos, the videos perform really, really well with engineers because um, and hobbyists, you know, because they yeah. they want that's what they're looking for. And uh, so prov providing all of that stuff and also just listening to our reps when they say that they have a customer that's looking for something being easily adaptable to making that. Yeah. So we have a really great graphic designer who uh, can make everything for us. So it kind of wasn't this huge lag, you know, before yeah. COVID we would have to send it out and, you know, but now it's this, you know, quick turn it's focused, you know, we only have so many, somebody's attention for so long. So it's, you know, giving them what they ask us for. Yeah. So, um, but again, so the, the age group of engineers, let's, let's go mm -hmm. into that, right. That's the older ones. And then there's all the young one coming in yeah. um, and they all have different habits. Right. Yes. The, the older ones, maybe they really like that catalog print. Yes. They really like it yep. printed out. They print everything out. Um, yeah. Younger ones is like, no, I just, you know, my phone or my, you know, my, my, my laptop. Right. That's, that's where I access it. So how do you, how do you make sure yeah. that you actually are accessible to all of them? So I think one of the great things that we do is we, we still provide those paper things, you know, as much as it was for me a confusion because I'm part of that younger group. Um, it, you know, we have engineers here that are looking for the catalog, you know, yeah. it's also a great tool when someone's new or, you know, getting our line for the first time, FAEs that, you know, these distributors used to, that was what they used, you know, you look through a book. So I think, you know, not completely eliminating 
all of the other tools that we used to use yeah. and also being, you know, organically available. So I think with the younger generation, you, you want to be accessible and give them the instant gratification where they can do a quick Google search and they can um, find us organically um, online along with, you know, providing tools. We have these amazing tools on our website called ask the advisor where anyone can ask any question and we have yeah. our engineers answering them at, in 48 hours. Mm. So, you know, if anyone's like me and doesn't want to make a phone call, yeah, you'd rather do anything but actually talk to someone. Those are the perfect tools, you know. <laughs> and that's what a lot of our engineers say. Like, you know, I'd rather just, you know, ask the question and get an email. Because it's also part of the, you know, keeping a record. Every Our phones and our computers are our life these days, you know. Yeah. Having a conversation is so hard to not get lost in translation. So I think having these tools that we provide for them and being also, you know, aligned with really great distributors that um, engineers use. Yeah. Half of our team were design engineers before, so they know what they were going to. So we aligned with really great distributors that focus on engineers. So it, you know, being available from all ends is what we have to focus on, you know. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's great. Now, I, I didn't see that on your website because I was impressed by your website as well. But that's that's great. I'm sure that is like a lead. Um, yeah. When you can yeah. have, you can ask anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, it's yeah. a way to touch somebody because, you know, you can get all of these analytics, but when someone's wanting to re hear from you, it's, you know, that means that they're expecting and you can definitely reach back out or, you know, the leads for our reps. It's also a great tool for our reps. Yeah. We have been a fantastic machine shop and, you know, you'd be amazed at how, how frequently things come out of Ask the Advisors, just someone thinking of an idea and we're like, we can do that. You know, it's, it's, you know, if you dream it, we could do it. And if you type it in the ATA, it's happening. So yeah. I think, you know, providing these tools is what kind of makes us different. It kind of humanizes the manufacturing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, what about marketing and planning? How, how far do you plan your campaigns or what's, what's going on? Right. So generally I do um, a month out. I don't go too crazy just because times are so different. Times are changing. You know, I just saw something that marketing is the only thing that you have to learn, unlearn, and then relearn. Yeah. So it's it's hard to plan too far in advance, you know, because, yeah. you know, as consumers, we adapt, you know, there's different you everyone's thinking differently you're not clicking the first link on a google you you know that's an ad now you know we're all programmed differently so i think pre-planning is great i have general ideas of themes that i try to do and kind of schedule those out when it comes to applications that i'm focusing on yeah but other than that i kind of try to adapt see what works i do one month at a time and then i try to also provide our reps with things about a month and a half before so i try to allow them to have the time to be the first touch and the first look for when it comes to marketing so i send it to them because i want the customer to see it came from our rep you know first before and then when we follow up with the same post or something similar they're like oh yeah and that relates to this rep so it's you know i i try to say a month a month and a half max but you know the scheduling features on these different programs are are the way to a marketer's heart because it's it's so difficult when you when you didn't have that set up yeah no 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 that's good no it's good to, to feel and it also makes you 
able to pivot, right? If something is mm -hmm. happening or something pops up uh, of an amazing anything right. organization, you can actually add that in or you can change to it. So and that's good. What about responsiveness? Because I think if we look at, at us, right, B2C, if we buy something, if we buy something on Amazon, we just like, you know, we're oh, next day, right? Or the next day mm -hmm. after that. So the responsiveness um, is that, how is that behavior or the habits that we have of our day-to-day -day life? Have you seen that that's changing, you know, when you work with B2B customers? Is that the same? Or we, yeah, we I think, there? Yeah, I, and, and I think also we're seeing from, globally it's different you know us in north america we do expect things pretty quickly and and you know we want instant gratification but in europe things are a little different there they want the quality rather than you know the, so i think always adjusting to who you're marketing to and yeah. you know having i you know expectations that are realistic you know any electronic component company is going to talk about lead times and the dreaded, yeah. the dreaded bell word. So I think, you know, everyone in our industry expects it. So it's not so much this Amazon, but uh, I think it, it is interesting to see like how, but when it comes to responsiveness from a branding up, like with the ATI is, there's a great example. Yeah having answer their question, you know, they're already expecting the lead time if we do move forward with it or, you know, the, you know, delay in price, whatever it may be. But, you know, when you answer them and they're feeling seen. So I think we all just want to be feeling seen, right? We want to know that we're not in this, like this oblivion of the internet. So the ATA is having a minimum of 40, a maximum of 48 hours where people have to be heard from again is where yeah. we, you know, the responsiveness or, you know, if someone requests a catalog or requests a sample, getting back to them quickly doesn't mean that they'll have the product by prime, but it, it does mean that they're they're seen and they know they're a value add because that's what we want to be seen as somebody, a, a service, you know, we're providing your signal solution. So whatever we have to do to get that answer to you, we're going to do it. Yeah. No, good. What about, so somebody's listening, right? And they're like, oh, either mm -hmm. they don't have anybody as a marketing um, mm -hmm. resource in there at, as a manufacturer, or maybe they have like one person. So if you have to give an advice, because no, you've been in yeah. your role for a couple of years, you learned, you know, you're growing, you're speaking yeah. and everything else. What, what kind of advice will you give? So I guess what I would say is just consistency. Invest in tools that, you know, it doesn't have to be the most expensive tools, but just invest in tools that make your life easier. And just so you can stay in front of the customer. LinkedIn, anything that's free, you know, email campaigns, you know, catchy, you know, titles in your emails. It's what, what sells to you. So that's the thing. When you get an email, what makes you open that email or what, yeah. what ad on the side, you know, you have to think of as the consumer rather than just the marketer. So whatever you can do to kind of stay in front of them, and use the tools that you have. Um, the, everything is coming up with so many different ways. You know, we prefer constant contact because I can do my calendar scheduling and stuff with emails and surveys and everything. Yeah. So whatever can keep you consistent and, you know, pre-planning, spend a day planning. That's kind of the best advice that I could give. And uh, just stay authentically your company, what, what you want people to see as your company. Yeah. Oh, that's a good advice. I, I like that. And I think definitely the consistency um, mm -hmm. takes time. Um, and, and again, right, exactly. do it for three months and then you can actually see and measure and, and see the benefit right. of, the of it um, and then keep going. 
um, just mm-hmm. after a few days, right? That doesn't that doesn't flip, and then some- no, no. <laughs> um what about yeah so i want to talk about like you you know what what you're facing right now as as your biggest challenge what what are you what what do you have on on the table right now or maybe on your computer that's you're saying oh this is my next big mountain that i need to besides the print catalog um (laughs) the forever Um, print catalog (laughs) i think what's our biggest challenge is just evolving you know like i said consumers are growing, we're getting smarter, we want to stay in front of them. And we want to be accessible. But also, you know, it's hard because we are a smaller company. And, and, you know, we don't have the same marketing budget as a lot of people. So it's it's utilizing what we have, like I said, utilizing the free tools, utilizing the reps that you align with, reaching out to, you know, distributors that you could see if there's any sort of free featured marketing that you could be a part of. It, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know? So I think that and and just creating new products to stay on top of mind, you know, NPIs, anything that we could to stay on top of mind and, yeah. and make sure that we don't, you know, fall flat. I think that's kind of always going to be our biggest, you know, uphill battle is just staying relative and you know components are so hard because there's so many companies but you know we have a really unique model being 70 years u.s manufacturing never you know wavering from that so i think branding to stay who we are across the board always yeah no yeah definitely yeah and it's it's, and keep going right and be be creative Mm -hmm. i think and what you're saying with the free tools um, uh-huh. what I've seen and what I've learned on the way as well in my journey is that sometimes by not having the budget cre- makes you be more creative and saying, okay, then mm-hmm. how do I make that message, you know, and what right. about YouTube, right? Or create video um, and don't yeah. don't have too high, high expectations. And sometimes when you try, suddenly it turns out to be really great. So, yeah. And it's even more fun. You know, half of it is the fun of marketing, right? It's, it's, you want to see that growth, you know, from where I was five years ago, I would never imagine where we are now with this, you know, growing YouTube channel and in our consistent marketing and, yeah. you know, the branding that we're getting across it. It's just finding what works for you guys. And that's, yeah. um, that it feels really good, you know? Yeah. And you have to experiment, right? Jump yeah. and try. Um, because if you don't try, it's just, it'll be the same and nothing changed. So uh, don't and that's try to do, your it. Yeah. do it, do it, do it. Um, cool. So if anyone wants to, to reach out to you, Bridget, how, how can they, how can, where can they find the, you and how sure. can they you? So you can find me on LinkedIn under Bridget Kane Farrigan. I, um, I'm also available, um, via email, kaneb at fair-right.com, uh, and reach out on fairright.com anything that you guys may need and I'm always happy to help and uh, it's it's been awesome talking to you yeah no and I'll make sure to the links that you just said right I'll make sure that there will be in the show notes and also on the episode page for on mindinnovation.com so yeah this was fun so you know I um, know it was. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I like that. So thank you so much. And uh, and I'm to see you in person again really soon. Yes, absolutely. Good. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Innovation Special Edition about modern marketing for manufacturing companies and manufacturing reps. New episodes are dropping bi-weekly, so make sure you're following wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on LinkedIn, search for Senate Ending. You can also find me on YouTube, search for Mind Innovation. Or go to my website, senateending.com or check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning.